This is Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 80, The Ideal Coaching Client. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the show. As always, so grateful to have you here. I saw recently we are on the charts again in New Zealand. Woohoo! So if you are listening from New Zealand, I see you, my friend, and I'm so happy to have all the Kiwis in the house. One of my very longest clients and one of my hardest working clients is a Kiwi, and she's awesome. So I would love more Kiwi clients. And just having you here listening is such a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you. And of course, to everybody else listening out there, thank you for tuning in. Today, we are talking about the ideal coaching client. So if you haven't listened to the episode two episodes ago, episode seven, eight, the value of coaching, this is a great, I don't know, sister episode to that one. You can listen to either one separately, but I encourage you to listen to both so that you can understand exactly what you can gain from coaching. And then if you're the right fit for coaching is what we're going to cover today. And this episode was inspired by me actually asking one of the people that I'm a client for. I asked her specifically, who is your ideal client? Because I like to know those sorts of things. You know, I remember when I would interview for jobs, I would ask them directly in interviews, who is it that you want for this position? What is it that you want them to achieve? What kind of things are you wanting them to do? You know, what would be somebody who's extremely successful in this position? And I love knowing that information because then I know, okay, here's what they're wanting. And here's how I can over deliver on what they're wanting. And two, I ask myself, is that me? Is this an authentic fit for me? And I just think it's really great to put that out there and be very direct with it so that you know. It's very flat and easy and simple, right? I ask this even on consult calls. I say directly, what would you want to gain in the next nine months to say this was the best investment of your life? And then they tell me and I'm like, great, we can absolutely do that. And sometimes they'll come back and be like, "Eh, I don't know if we can do X, Y, Z in nine months, which is very rare that I do that. But sometimes it happens. And then I'll say, okay, you want this in nine months? We're actually going to do this and this, 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 this. And so then I know how to over deliver to them because I see very directly black and white in words what they're wanting. And I know how to make it even more spectacular for them. And so that's why most all of my clients have a very, very positive experience working with me because I just make it very direct. So again, why not make it direct for you? Who is my ideal coaching client? Well, we're going to go through the qualities here today. You in? You ready? Let's go. The first quality, and I'd say this is the most important one, is just being vulnerable. 
yeah, that's it. You would not believe how many clients come in and we have to break down the walls in order for them to be vulnerable. I must admit, even when I had my first coach, I wasn't very vulnerable with her. I had a lot of walls up. I really felt like I needed to, in essence, perform for her and be a little bit perfectionistic for her. And when I would make mistakes and stuff, I wouldn't want to tell her, especially because she knew that I was interested in being a coach at one point. And so I thought, okay, well, if I'm interested in being a coach, then I need to, you know, portray this image that everything's going well and I'm doing awesome. And then it would come and bite me in the butt later because when we're not authentic and vulnerable, things tend to snowball and little problems become big ones. You know, there's a saying here in the U.S., mole hills become mountains. I recently experienced this with a client. I actually had my very first client ever quit. Yes, out of six years, my first client quit. And she was actually an established client too. And she had re-signed in a program and she emailed me and she said, Lindsay, I'm quitting this program and here's She didn't even really say why. I mean, she sort of said why, but not very directly. And what had happened is I kept holding her to the agreement that she was supposed to do certain things in this program. She wasn't, including part of it was getting coached regularly, and she wasn't. I could feel off of her and see off of her how her mind was creating mountains out of molehills. And all of a sudden, she got to this point where her brain just convinced her that she needed to give up on her goal and she needed to quit coaching. And she even told me like, I'm just going to keep paying Lindsay. So, I mean, don't worry about that. I'm like, what? That like goes against all things that you stand for deep down and I stand for. And that when we make an investment, we show the F up, right? And so I tried to coach her through it. She wasn't having it and we parted ways. But a part of that was because she wasn't being vulnerable with me. She wasn't being authentic with me. And I make this so clear with my clients from the start, especially now that I've done this for a while. I just know the ones that I don't have to dig into getting the vulnerable pieces out. We just move so much faster and they get such deeper results. Now, of course, trust can be an issue sometimes, especially if someone has been hurt in the past where they have been vulnerable and that has been used against them. And we figure that out pretty early on in the coaching process, usually by week two, I'm very clear of, okay, this is why so-and-so person has trust issues and we'll talk about it directly. Like I had a client recently who, as we were pulling, you know, some of the things that happened in our past and it's just one thing after another about trust and trust and trust and trust, all of these beliefs. And I said, I'm so shocked that you signed with me because, you know, you just have a lot of these beliefs around trust. And she's like, yeah, you know, I do, but I do have beliefs and around myself and being able to trust myself enough to know when to trust. And I feel like I can trust you. I'm like, great, that's awesome. But I also know that's part of the game sometimes with people is building up that trust. And that's why, again, like I put out this podcast, I tell my story very openly on a lot of my life, pretty much all of my life, um, because I just want you to know that I'm out here with you. My life is not perfect by any means. My mind certainly isn't perfect. I'm having to manage it all the time. And so I'm hoping that by me being authentic and vulnerable with you, it'll make you feel safe and secure enough to be authentic and vulnerable with me because that's how you're going to get really, really great results. Okay. So that's the number one key of an ideal coaching client is just being vulnerable. 
and saying all the things like, Lindsay, I feel like crap today. Great. Let's coach on it. Like I have a client. We've gotten to a certain point in the process where, you know, typically you feel better and she's not. And she could easily have stuffed that and said, oh my gosh, I'm just going to fake it and, you know, move along and act like everything's great. And she's very open with me of, Lindsay, this is how I'm feeling. And I'm so grateful for that because now we're going to dig even deeper as to why she's still just not over this hump of this certain mindset block in her way of feeling the way that she wants to feel. So I feel like now it's like, okay, we got all this other stuff out of the way that we thought was the problem, but now we're actually opening the door to what really is a problem. And so it's such an opportunity. You know, so many clients come to me and they'll say, oh, Lindsay, I feel like you get really annoyed with me or I bet you're disappointed. And I'm like, no, never. Never, ever, ever. Because as long as you're being authentic and vulnerable, and we're talking about what's really going on, not some, you know, bullshit version of what you think I want to hear, then we can never lose because we're going to consistently just coach on it and figure out what is it. And at some point, you're going to overcome it. But we can only overcome it if we bring it to the light and bring it to the surface and talk about it. I even tell my clients when they start working with me, There may be times when you don't like me and there may be times when you don't like coaching and you'll want to quit or you'll be like, what did I sign up for? Just be authentic about that. I don't take it personal at all, at all. I just know it's part of the game sometimes. So I want you to come to the space of our calls or even an email that you write me or anything we interact with. One, with one another of just, I'm just going to be myself no matter what. And I'm the professional. I'm the one that if I get triggered by something you do or say, it's on me to go figure that out. It's not on you. You just be you. It's another thing I'm always saying. You do you. You be you. Who cares about everybody else, right? So again, number one quality, being vulnerable and authentic. Number two, quality being action-oriented. So in coaching, we're getting awareness, and then we're taking action. And then we're getting awareness again, and then we're taking action. And that's one of the biggest differences, generally speaking, between therapy and coaching. So therapy is like you're gaining awareness and more awareness, and you're feeling the feelings and doing all that stuff. And it's a slower-moving process. Sure, there's action here and there, but coaching is awareness, go. Awareness, go. Now, sometimes it may not always be that way. Like for the first month in coaching, it's a lot of awareness. Now I'm having them do action-oriented things between sessions. They're getting used to some of the tools that I'm teaching them and implementing all of that. And if they're not doing that between sessions, that's a huge red flag that they're not ready to move on in the process and I need to let them go, which to my knowledge has never really happened. Can't think of anybody like that. But action orientation is so important because otherwise you're not going to make changes. You're just going to build all of this awareness and then just sit with it, which is hard for some people. They like just sitting back and learning and we call it passive action of just let me learn and sit back. And during my coaching process, like the first three months, that kind of works. The second three months, that kind of works too. The, the last three months and beyond, that does not work. Now, granted, it's it's sometimes you do need to reflect a little bit more and you don't take as much action. But especially the clients I have now in my Living the Dream program who have already gone through my coaching process and then I'm just continuously coaching them, it's a lot of action taking. 
And every month is like, did you hit your goal or not? And if not, we need to coach on it. And I'm tough on them. I'm really tough. And it's all about the action. Because in essence, what has happened before that, the first three months, we've cleared out all the blocks that are keeping them stuck. Then they know the process on whenever new blocks come up, how to get unstuck with them. Then the next three months, we're building their, in essence, their ideal life and their authentic self is what we call it. So like the best version of them. And then after that, it's like, okay, you did that stuff. Now get to work. Get out there and make it happen. And granted, they're making it happen along the way, but it's like massive action is what we call it over and over and over again. And you're putting yourself out there. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've had throughout the years that are like, oh, I'm going to do all of these things. And then because I didn't have any coaching beyond that, other than, hey, just call me if you need me, they didn't go and take action on that stuff. It's so sad. And then they'll come back to me and be like, oh, Lindsay, yeah, remember that dream that we had dreamed and it was so authentic and I want it so bad. Yeah, I'm just still stuck at my day job or yeah, I just still haven't found the guy or, you know, yeah, I haven't been using my tools. So I've diminished in my mental health. It's like, oh my gosh. This is why too, I don't have self-study programs that I sell anymore because I even have a few right now who could buy the program before I shut it down. And they're coming to me and they're like, oh, I know I need to finish this work, but it's, I just find it so hard to show up to it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it is really hard. That's why having a coach is the other part of the equation. It's the content plus the coaching that equals a change. Now, granted, in there, the coaching means then you implement the coaching and you take action on it. But a lot of that's the accountability with it, right? So the action is so important here. Yeah. You've got to be ready to take action on it. And if you don't take action, again, that's okay. Just be authentic about it. Be vulnerable and say, Lindsay, I said I was going to do this thing this month. It didn't happen. Awesome. Great is how I'd handle it. Let's coach on it. Why? Okay. The third quality of the ideal coaching client is they trust me and they trust the process enough to not resist it too much. Okay. So I realized recently a lot of my clients are referrals from other clients. (laughs) I just sat down and like finally pulled the numbers on where everybody came from. It's like, wow, I get a lot of referrals. And you know what I love about referrals is they've seen the changes in their friend or their family member or coworker or whoever that's gone through the work that they lean into the process enough and they don't resist it that they just get amazing results because they've already seen the results in their friend or whoever. And so it's like, wow, I know that this thing's going to work. Like I had one client who recently signed on and she had what she describes as bad experiences with other self-help people, be it a coach or whatever they call themselves. And the one reason why she wanted to sign with me was because somebody she trusts, it's a coworker slash friend, worked with me and was like, you've got to work with Lindsay. And here's why. And she gave her all the reasons and um, she just really sold her on it. And then when she came to our consult call, I could tell she trusted me enough, but she was really hesitant. And she had a lot of questions about like the payments and if she didn't like it, how she could get out of it. And I was really honest with her. I'm like, listen, if you don't like it, I'm not going to hold you to it. But I've never had anybody get in it and then in essence, get out of it, except for that one client I just told you about, which is a different story, right? But yeah, just give it a shot. Let's see. 
And she has just been totally mind blown of how much she's been able to change. And I'm just glad that her friend gave her enough trust in me in the process before she had built it up with me. Okay. So for me, when I went through coaching, I really did not trust the process. I will tell you when my coach told me to do stuff again, this went back to me not being fully authentic because there were times I really wanted to question some of the things that she was suggesting I do. And I would just smile and nod and say I was going to do it. And then I'd be like, I'm totally not going to do that. <laughs> like mantras, for example, when we got to the mantra section and I was like, program all these positive beliefs about yourself. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, yeah, those sound good. And then I totally didn't do it. And a couple weeks later, when we had to keep moving on in the process, and because I hadn't done the mantras, my brain wasn't ready for that kind of abundance work that we were doing, I had to then kind of <laughs> tuck my tail between my legs and tell her, hey, I haven't been doing the mantras. And we had to then finally talk about it and all that. So again, just be honest and open, trust the process. And, and when you don't trust the process or trust me, be authentic about it. It is totally okay to ask questions. It is totally okay to not want to do certain parts of the process that don't feel authentic to you. Like I have some clients sometimes that are like, Lindsay, I know you told me to get mad at this one part, but I just don't believe in getting mad. And that's just not part of me. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they feel good about it. And I tell them, okay, here's what could happen if you don't do this part. And they are totally fine with it. And then they just decide that they don't need that part and we move on and we just keep going. And it doesn't seem to hinder them because they've decided they don't need it. And so it totally works. It's not like when you sign up for coaching, especially with me, that you're like signing your life away and your brain away. In essence, I'm teaching you how to take your power back. And a part of that is having a safe space to question everything. And then too, to be able to lean on somebody especially as go-getter women, we do this all the time. We think, oh, I can just do it all myself. But be able to lean on somebody instead and say, whew, I can trust other people. I can ask for help and get really good help in return. I just caught a client on this with her mindset. She's like, I just feel like I put so much out there and I don't get it in return. I'm like, okay, maybe that's true in some instances, but how is it not true in other instances? And one way was with coaching. She learned how to lean on me and I was able to support her. You know, I, I think a lot of my job sometimes is teaching people how to experience unconditional love and to be able to have a very safe, secure relationship with someone because a lot of people haven't experienced that. I know for me with my coach, it was one of the first relationships I had where I felt unconditionally loved and I felt like I could just be myself with her. Now, eventually, right? As I said at the beginning, I had my reservations. But that was something she just continued to model for me and continued to show up for me in that way. And she still does that. We still coach together all these years later. And so she's just constantly showing that to me time and time again so I can continually trust the process and trust her. Okay. The next thing that an ideal coaching client would have is they lean into discomfort. And so they know that discomfort is just part of the game of growth. They don't think it's anything that's gone wrong. And if they do feel like something's gone wrong, it goes back to that number one quality again. They're vulnerable and authentic with it. Hey, Lindsay, this feels really uncomfortable. Am I doing this right? Hey, Lindsay, this feels really shitty. <gasps> Maybe I should reconsider the goal. Okay, great. Let's coach on it. Let's make sure that that's coming from a place of authenticity and not from a place of fear. 
And just to give you a little hint, nine times out of 10, when changing the goal, it's coming from a place of fear. Their brain is not wanting them to grow. But it's so important that they tell me that versus, again, just slapping on a smile and acting like everything's okay. And they've just got to be willing to know that that's part of growth. You know, I said it before in the podcast, and I'll say it again, is discomfort is just a part of life. We're going to experience it no matter what. So why not just experience it as we're growing? Because if we're not growing, we're going to be stagnant, and that's going to feel uncomfortable. So might as well just apply that feeling to growth and then have the growth benefits on top of it, right? But for a lot of people, they don't know that discomfort is part of growth. We talked a whole episode on that. Gross discomfort was one of them and another one we did recently about discomfort. But they don't know that, right? And so then, too, they think, oh, something has gone wrong or this is too much for me or I can't do this. Now, typically, don't get clients anymore that don't believe in themselves. They know enough by listening to the podcast or just doing other work that discomfort's part of it. But um, yeah, even when they do feel super uncomfortable, they're just being authentic. Yeah. The next quality of an ideal coaching client is they go all in. So we did a whole episode on this one called going all in. And it's actually something new I've been incorporating in my life and in my coaching process of how to go all in. Now, granted, most people, when they come to me and want coaching, they don't know how to go all in. And so I'm teaching them through the process of, hey, here are the things to do to go all in with this work. You know, watch these videos, do these tools, be authentic and open with me, show up prep for your calls, listen to the podcast. And if you're not doing those things, that's fine. You don't have to do them. But I want to teach you how to go all in on something and to fully give your attention and your all to something because many times we don't give our all to something as a way to self-protect. It's like, oh, well, I didn't give it my all. That's why I didn't get, you know, the best results. And that's not what we're about. If you've heard other podcasts, you've heard me say that the core value of my business is that this is the best investment of your life. And I truly want that for you. And so I'm teaching you along the way of how to make an investment the best one of your life. Because then you're going to go on beyond me and you're going to make really smart choices and you're going to make every investment a very, very smart one because you've learned how to do it once with me. And you're, you're going to learn too how to make your money back and how to grow in that money. And it just becomes this amazing snowball effect of giving life your all and making really smart choices. And it feels really flipping fun. Okay, so just know that's part of the coaching journey. It's for me to teach you how to go all in. But that's where you've got to trust me in the process enough to lean into that discomfort of going all in. Because again, we want to self-protect and not go all in. And two, to kind of confine down on what you're consuming. You know, a lot of times I get people who are like, oh, you know, I buy these course bundles or I listen to all these people And I encourage them, I'm like, kind of condense that down. I'm not saying you need to cut everybody else out, but you've invested with me. And so go in with me and and really take in everything I have to offer you because you're paying me money too. And let's just like focus in here. And then when we're done, you can go focus in somewhere else if you want or, or whatever, but just confine down enough to go all in here. Okay. And this goes back again to when it feels hard to go all in, 
you're coming at me and you're saying, hey, Lindsay, this feels really hard. Like the client I talked about who recently quit, I was calling her out on stuff. I was sending her emails. Hey, you're not showing up in the community like we agreed to. Hey, you're not applying for coaching calls. I need to see you applying. She wasn't doing it. And I wish she would have come back to me and said, hey, this feels really hard right now. Here's why. But she just was unresponsive until it just blew up in her face. I was like, oh, I just have to quit now. It's too hard. I'm like, it's not too hard. You've created that story in your brain now. And now we've got so many things to coach through because you weren't being authentic. So you see how I'm hitting home this whole authentic thing? (laughs) It's so important. It is so, so, so important to be authentic. But let's keep going. I've got a couple more qualities I want to reveal to you. The next quality of an ideal coaching client is they're fired up, even fed up for change. So I had a consult call recently with somebody who, when we were talking about where she is now in her life and where she wants to be at and attend, at the end of us talking about all that, I said, okay, how motivated are you to get your 10 life? She's like, eh, I think she said like a five or a six. I'm like, whoa, what makes you a five or six? Oh, I don't know. And, you know, she went around on her things. And I said, well, I just want to let you know that most times at this point, people are like a nine, 10. And I said, so let's really like coach on this for a second. Why, why is keeping you from a 10? And a part of that was even though she was ranking most of her life in a place where she wasn't thriving, so she was ranking it below an eight. So like health, you know, is that a six, seven? I don't remember all the details, you know, relationships, you know, six, seven, eight kind of place, you know, so she had a place where she could definitely grow, but she wasn't fed up with the discomfort of where she was at yet. And so then when I told her the price and I told her process of coaching, she's like, oh, whoa, 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 that's too much. I can't do that. I'm like, no, it's just because you're not fed up enough. You're not so uncomfortable that you're like, yes, this is what I want. I want this change. You're not fired up for that. And part of that is I don't think you have a big enough vision and I don't think you have a clear enough vision. Because if you really had a clear vision too, you would be so fired up to go get that. But you're not. So go spend your time there, right? So I love the clients who are like, I can't do this anymore. I have to make a change. No more. I'm like, yes, exactly. Because then they have a why. And that why is their passion for doing this work. So for me, it was a couple things. The first is I realized I was starting to have a dating pattern of you know, narcissistic guys. And I realized some of that was on me. The second thing was I had a little girl who I was like, I do not want her dating narcissists. I don't want her seeing me with a bunch of guys as I'm starting to date. I want her to see a really healthy, happy mom because that's what I want for her. And I know that she's not going to be able to achieve that unless I give it to myself. And so I was fired up. I was like, coaching, yes, sign me up. Give me some of that because where I was at wasn't bad, but it wasn't what I wanted for my future and especially her future. And so on those days when it felt really hard, I was like, oh, I got to do this for my daughter. I got to do this for myself. If I'm wanting to, you know, live this great life, then I've got to do this work and I've got to pay this money, even though, oh, it feels really tight because when I invested in coaching, I didn't have a job. I just invested some of the the few thousands I had left in savings. 
was so scary. But I was like, this is it. This is my ticket to change. I know it. I trusted the process enough to believe in it enough to make that scary change. I'm so glad I did. The next quality of the ideal coaching client is they reach out for support. So this goes back to my number one quality, again, being authentic, vulnerable, and open. So when something comes up, they shoot me an email if it's between sessions, or they go to our online community if they want to share it with more people, and we're coaching on it. I have a client who uses this up all the time, and you know what? That girl gets so many damn results. It's insane. She never sits there and spins, oh, does Lindsay think this is annoying? Oh, Lindsay's going to be so fed up with me emailing her. Nope, never. I've never once been like, oh, here she is again. I'm like, yes, let's go. What do you got today, girl? Now, part of me coaching her is like, hey, I want you to lean on yourself a little bit more because sometimes she wants me to be her brain and I'll push back on her and I'll say, I need you to ask these questions to yourself before I, you know, I don't want to be the one giving you the answer. You need to grow your own brain in this process and your own mindset. But yeah, that girl is like all in it all the time. Boom, 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 boom. Anything that comes up, she is authentic and open and she works hard because she's ready for it. She is all in, in essence. And I love it too, because the financial investment that she makes is a bit of a stretch for her. And because of that, it gets her butt in gear. You know, I listened, or I guess I didn't listen. I read a book recently and it was talking about pricing. And I've had a lot of guilt and shame around pricing, to be honest with you. And that's why my stuff has been very, very, very low cost for many years. And in that book, the author talked about, you know, money is what people gets people paying attention. And the more that people invest, the more they pay attention. He's like, I can't tell you how many times I let people come to some of my events for free or really low cost because they were friends and family. And they would leave those events and they wouldn't apply, you know, anything at all from those events. But the people who invested thousands of dollars, they were up there taking notes and they left that event and they applied it. And then they made it, you know, one of the best investments ever because they had to. They had money on the line. For some of them, really scary money. And so then they got their butt in gear. It's so funny. I just had a consult call last night with a woman and she's younger. And you know, when you're younger, you don't have as much money, generally speaking. And she's between jobs. And when we talked about the cost and coaching, I let her know right before I was like, okay, this cost is probably going to freak you out because I've we've already talked about your finances and I know where your finances are at. And she's like, oh, I want to do coaching so bad. I know you're the person to help me, but it's just, I don't know how I'm going to come up with the money. And I said, I believe in your ability to not enough that if you really want this, you will go and make the money happen. And I always tell my story. It's like, I happen to have a few thousand in savings. And so I invested that, but then I had to continue to figure out how I was going to pay for coaching. And part of that was I did get a part-time job, but that just covered my you know daily living expenses. And I would sell stuff around my house. I would flip stuff all the time. I even had like a little craft business. I did all the things to pay for coaching. And you know what that created in me was resiliency and being 
what do they call it? Like the word of just really smart of, okay, I need to create this money. How am I going to make it happen? And it allowed me to grow beyond our coaching sessions, just being to be able to afford coaching. It created a whole new money mindset for me. And that's one of the things I love about coaching and investment. You know, I have another client right now who, again, it's she's younger. This is a stretch for her. She did end up investing. And already she, that girl is on fire. And she's not even a month into coaching. She's like, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this because it got her butt in gear to finally make the decisions that she didn't really have to make because she didn't have money on the line. And so once she made that investment, it was like, oh, I can't sit around anymore and just put up with this stuff. I've got to start having these hard conversations. I've got to say no to this. I've got to start saying yes to this. And now, just a month in, her financial situation is completely on a different trajectory. I have another client right now who, again, just a month into coaching, already made her investment back. She applied for a new job. She got the job. And she even, you know, they asked her what kind of salary she wanted. She did her salary now plus 15%. They came back and they said, we're going to give you the money you asked for plus this because we find what you're going to bring to the table so valuable that we don't even want you to like look anywhere else. She's like, what in the world is my life, Lindsay? I can't even believe this. I'm like, yeah, because part of that is you invested in coaching. And it was, again, an amount of money that scared her. And then she got her freaking button gear and was like, I'm not putting up with this job anymore. They treat me like crap and they underpay me and they don't take me seriously. Let's go. Let's move. And that's what makes coaching so great or any investment so great is that then you get your butt in gear. And two, it's kind of a scary investment. So you're like, okay, when things come up, I'm going to email Lindsay. I'm going to go to the community. I'm going to bring up all the authenticity in my session because I can't afford for this not to work. So I have to give it my all to make sure that I can get my investment back plus more. And that's what's so cool, right? All right. Another quality of an ideal coaching client is they make coaching a top priority. They believe that coaching is a ticket to their next levels of success. So this goes back to believing in the process enough, believing in me and themselves enough. We call it like the belief trifecta in sales is that the person who is interested in buying whatever it is, if it's coaching or something else, they have to believe in themselves, believe in the product and believe in the person who's giving them the product enough to be want to buy. And so most times, you know, somebody has to come to me and have enough belief in themselves that they can, you know, get the results that they want and stuff like that. And then they just have to believe in me in the process enough, either by listening to this podcast or seeing a friend experience coaching or just trying it for themselves and being like, okay, I I just have this inkling or this intuition enough to go and do this, you know, and just following that. I can't tell you how many women I coach who don't know how to trust their intuition. And their intuition is so flipping smart. It's so smart. And if they were just to listen to that, oh my gosh, that's what I teach them too. And they're like, Lindsay, life's gotten so much easier. Yeah, because you learn to listen to your intuition. And I'm tired of clients coming to me and saying, I wish I would have done this so much sooner. I had the feeling that I needed to do it and I just didn't do it. It's like, no, please do this sooner because time is our most valuable asset. And you want a life that you can live at your fullest with a with a really strong mindset to be able to go and do that, right? 
Yeah. Okay. So just a couple more things I want to touch on real quick about the ideal coaching client is they do the work between the sessions and they're honest about it when it doesn't happen. So there are times when it's like, okay, you need to go watch these videos between the session or do this, you know, assignment or whatever. And sometimes it doesn't happen and that's okay. Again, goes back to my number one, being honest and authentic. Hey, I didn't get this done. No problem. We can talk about it here or we can put it off till next week, right? Or we can coach on it. Why did it not get done? And then finally, they're willing to see how they could be wrong. This is a big one. And this is what makes somebody really coachable is the reason why you kind of sign up for a coach, you may not know this, is because you're wanting them to show you things that you can't see in yourself or to help you solve your problems, right? Because otherwise, if you already had the results that you're wanting, then why would you need me? But the reason why you need me is because you're doing something, quote unquote, in the wrong way. Now, of course, that's very black and white thinking, right? It's just not quite in the right way or the ideal way at the end of the day. But you're not doing it in a way where you're getting the results you want. And so you're going to have to be called out sometimes of like, hey, you think that you're not getting XYZ result because of this, but it's actually because of this in your mind. And so let's be real about it. And you've got to be able to take those little, you know, hits, if you want to call it. I just had this in a coaching session of my own. I was talking about a coaching thing that I want to investment, invest in. And I said, oh, the amount just feels really scary to me. And I was, you know, saying all the feelings and all that. And she's like, man, you sure don't believe in yourself enough when it comes to this. And I thought, who the F are you, woman? <laughs> like, how dare you say that to me? But she was totally right because if I completely believed in myself to make that investment and then make it back really quickly, then it would be a no-brainer to have signed up for the program. And I'm so glad she showed me that because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. I still have these little things, these little tweaks I need to make and believing in myself to make an investment that big because I've never done it before, right? So it, it, it stinks sometimes. It feels uncomfortable. I had a client just recently tell me, oh, I hate the way I feel sometimes after our coaching sessions. I'm like, yeah, you think it's going to be all rainbows and butterflies? No. Especially when we get to a certain point in the coaching process where we're in the highly action phase of like that living the dream process. It's going to be uncomfortable. And that's part of it is being really coachable and open. And to seeing how you're wrong, because when you're seeing how you're wrong, that's when you can open the doors to getting what you want. Really set that in for a second. When you see how you're wrong, it opens the doors to possibilities and getting what you want, because you're going to be able to shift something to be able to then get closer to what you want. So just keep all this in mind, my friend, if you are an ideal coaching client. Now, of course, this is my ideal coaching client. Somebody else can be totally different. Like, for example, I'm in this coaching group in Facebook and somebody had talked about she had a consult and the client was in a lot of victim mode. And every time she would try and show her her mind, the client was like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not me. And I said, well, if that was my consult, I would say I really encourage you to look at therapy because you know, you're kind of wanting to wallow in victim mindset, which is fine. And sometimes we need that in our lives. And all these other coaches like, I would totally take her on. I would take her on. I would take her on. 
I'm like, great, that's awesome. But for me, I've got to have people that believe in themselves enough and are ready to be challenged and, um, yeah, are willing to see how they're wrong and all the other things I listed on here. So if you feel like you are ready to start coaching, I would love to have you. The first step is to always apply for a free consult call. You just have to answer a couple questions so I can know a little bit about you and then give you a link to my calendar. So just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, preston.com forward slash apply. And let's get started. So I'll see you on the next episode, my friend. I hope this was helpful for you. And until we meet again, all my love and blessings. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.